Yes, there you go. Hi, everyone. No, um, I, I'm Maya. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, I, I basically am still waiting for my Zoom to come back to the screen because now that it's sharing, I can't I can't see anything. And I'm just going to get pinged by everybody on 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 Facebook. Um, one of these days, we're going to get a technician, so I'm not going to have to do that. I mean, it's going to be fabulous. But we're live now <laughs> um, on Facebook, and uh, we will be recording and rerunning this later if you feel like you need to come back to us. But um, we're live from the Laugh Factory in Hollywood. Uh, and uh, who else we got? We got Heather right next to me. Say hi, Heather. I'm pointing at Heather. So we, we're going to go through the box. And then we got, you could say something. She's not going to say anything. She's going to go, oh, oh yeah, we're doing something live. She doesn't really seem to listen to us anyway. Okay, so <laughs> then, then there's Masavia down there. And then we have Mike George. What's up, Mike? Okay, hold on. Mike is muted. Hi. Mute. There you go. Hi. Okay, it's on mute. Back on mute. Oh, back on mute. And then okay. at the bottom we got Pamela Green. What up? Say what up, Pam? What up? What up? What up? Brooklyn. Then we got Felicia, Felicia Chappelle calling from Ohio. You know what I'm saying? What's, what's hey ho, way to go. O H I O. What's up? Is that? Is that what you do? Is what are all the great phrases for Ohio? Like what? Like when you do cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because we, we get like Brooklyn, you know, stuff like that. And we, but like, what do you There's do? only one, like I say O-H and then everybody else says I-O and that's it. Ohio. Yeah. Really? They do that? O-H? They do From it. Ohio State, yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm Ohio. So um, basically we're waiting for uh, Coco Brown to join us, who is, uh, You've seen her on uh, Tyler Perry shows, and she's one of the funniest comedians I know. She's uh, originally from the D.C. area, so she will be signing on. Um, how was everyone's day today? Anyone have anything new to report? Um, yeah, let's see. The, the weather cooled. It was slightly hot, but it was cool today. Are you in Manhattan or still in Long Island? I'm in Manhattan now, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was much better today. I would say the weather is much better. That's like senior citizen conversation. It you know, is. You, you call your parents and they talk about the weather for like 20 minutes and they're like, yeah, it was so what's better. going on? Well, it was hot today. I, uh... <laughs> it was hot so today. Much. My joints hurt. It messed up my whole day. <laughs> oh, I tell you that. <laughs> It does hurt under the air conditioning. No, it was, a, it was a lot going on today. We had, we had uh, John Lewis's uh, memorial. Oh, yes, yes. I seen fire. Did I see that? Did, did mm -hmm. anybody see yes, it? Yes, I did. I yes. saw the whole thing. Yeah. Trump, Trump said he's Trump ceremony. Trump yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. It was Wonderful. very beautiful. Yes. Um, and just the uh, the legacy this man left. Yes. I mean, we just we have to run with it. You know, I think we have to continue it. But you know, it's. I mean, I don't know. I feel a little doubtful sometimes. Um, when we talk about the elections and everything coming up, I mean, well, he's it, moving it. Nervous. Don't yeah. don't worry. He said he's moving the election. Um, <laughs> so he's he's, he's a dreamer. He's over. a real dreamer. He cannot move anything. But he he scares people. He puts. I know. Yeah. 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 Try to scare you. Yeah. He might have a really smart idea where there is no election, which would be interesting, and he just stays. <laughs> and I think that's something <laughs> that he's also considering. Yeah. Uh, doing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's thinking a, about Russia or he's thinking about China. I mean, he's hoping that he could fall into those footsteps. Well, he's also, he's also a New York 
landlord, so I'm sure he understands <laughs> water's rights. So water's he's like, rights. I got yeah. mail here. Yeah. I can live here forever. That's you can't funny. get me out. Yeah, so he's, me out. I live here. He's, right. he's going to be there through the next president, whether he wins or not. He'll be the dude that's on the street. Like no. In the Oval Office, like that's hilarious. Watching reruns of his last, of his last. (laughs) That's a good bit, Maya. You got to keep that. I like that one. Can you guys imagine Trump in a robe or and even in a a, a, like pajamas? Can you imagine Trump in a robe? That's a nightmare. Why would you say that to us? Every time I see him, he has these wide hips. And so I'm just wondering. Why are you looking at his hip? What? Why? Why? Mo, 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 come talk to me, Mo. It's not turning. It's not turning me on, guys. It's just that I find him very strange. Like he has these wide well, hips. He, yeah, he has funny suits, right? They're designed from the early 90s. Yeah. I actually don't I definitely see him in silk PJs with a little <laughs> DT right here. A little, uh, you know, wow. monogram. You don't see that in the robe and, and the diaper. Apparently, he has a diaper. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I've been in the house too long. You need to get no, out. He's, he's he probably has that fetish, that weird baby fetish. I do. I do. Well, that's the rumor, right? There's a I rumor do. that he's got. He's into the pee pee. He's into the into the golden yeah. the golden pee pee. Okay, move right along. That's what that's that's not me. I just picture him in boxers. Like I picture he's the kind of guy that like puts on his box, takes off his clothes, and just wants to be in his boxers. You kind of have to be like, oh, we're here, Mister. I think he wears tidy whities. Oh, I bet you he's like a tidy whitey. Well, he gets his suits from like ninety from the early nineties. So maybe his tidy whities. Don't you think? I think no. I think he mafia like. Yeah, right. I think he probably has his pajamas with like with his and like the monogram, and I think he he has Trumpy bear. Have you guys seen Trumpy bear? It's it's the it's it's the Trump teddy bear that is for real that you can buy, and I bet you he has Trumpy bear and he goes to sleep. Talking to Trumpy Bear and con- and telling Trumpy Bear how like well they're stupid if they don't want you know let them all die from Corona if they don't move the election they need to just move the election and they just need to leave me alone did you hear how did you how mean they were to- they like Fauci better than me and then Trumpy Bear be like don't worry oh, about man. it Trump so I'm guarantee you he's got Trumpy Bear his it's wife's nice. in the next room someone actually types this for him or he's doing it himself what do you, I mean oh no he does it himself there's no way you think so yeah. He yes, but I really like Maya's pitch for Ted Three because that's what that sounded like. You know, Ted the movie, and it's like Trump <laughs> with that bear. It's like, for you know what I mean? He's like, "What are you doing?" And they're like getting high, and that'd be a killer. Episode. That's but, um, funny, actually. Yeah. As they right? squat, as they squat in the White House. Totally, and he's like not leaving, and they're baked the whole time. Jesus. Uh, no, I, there's no way he doesn't write that. It's too stupid. What does he hire a moron to write stupid shit? I didn't for even him? think he could do that much, to be honest. I didn't think he could even text. He works like oh, a stand-up. stand-up comedian so if you really like you there are people who are like oh a stand-up needs to this is you stand up should run all these comedians need to run for president no because you're going to get exactly this see the problem is is that when you go in and debate him if you had another stand-up comedian debating him it's the only way you're even going to win because you got to be able to snap and come back it doesn't matter he works like a stand-up comedian he really does Wow, I agree. That's a really yeah. insightful point. He does work exactly like a comic. He, yeah, he knows. He, he's, he's a yeah. I mean, he's God, a very he's so smart. Odd. He's he's very good with media. I mean, you can say what you want, but he knows how it works. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, he's very good with it. He can sweet thought. He can punk people real fast, so he can move things around. And he can punk you real fast. So the only way, if it was, a, if you took any comedian like like Pam, like Pam from Uptown 
Uptown Comedy Club, you put her against him, she'd win. But it's got to be somebody who can jump off the line. And this is the reason why we should learn this lesson to never have a stand-up ever. And what about Pam? Pam, you should run. <laughs> Pam for president. Pam, I could be I would, a chief of I would, staff. Could you imagine that? Oh, man, I would love that. I, 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 I would 100% vote for you. I'd oh, I would too. Especially over what's going on. I mean, you can get your like, you let's get your vote. campaign going now, baby. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> that's what this me could be. Mo, this is right? the launch. Me and Mo, we out there. <laughs> you are a few skirt suits away from complete presidency. Mm-hmm. And the heads have it. But that's what's gonna happen. You gotta really, if you gotta, you gotta treat him like he's a comedian, um, or you just don't debate him. Like I think the best thing to do is just let him talk. Because eventually he's going to run out of material, and that's when they're in trouble. That's when he starts mentioning like, "Well, maybe we should just move the election." Like he says stuff that doesn't like. Everybody acts like there's someone in there plotting. No, he just has to back up the crazy stuff that he spouts off because he thinks like a comedian. But the problem is, he's he's one of these guys that's got so much money that everybody runs around him to just do whatever he says. So he says something crazy like a comedian, and then his like audience runs around him to try to just put it in to save face. And that's why, that's why we're here. So no comedians. Once you become a comedian, you should, you should lose your ability to run for office. You forfeit that. You just no. have to- Well, Al Franken was, uh, I thought Al Franken, he should have never stepped down. No, he shouldn't have. I agree with I that. I thought they sh- the, the, the Democrats should have stuck behind him on this. Because, on that one. For, yeah, yeah, because- It was I a mean, different time. It was yeah. such a t- crazy yeah. time though. It was so much yeah. fervor and- yeah. But that was like, one where it's a bummer. But he's one that like grabbed the woman's boob while she was like sleeping and took a picture of it. No, he, uh, he no, he didn't. I don't think he grabbed grab her boob. He, he just was like, you yeah, photo like a joke. He, he did not. Did. No, he no, didn't. You can't photobomb yourself with a tit if you're in public office. It's just a no. He, you know? That's the problem. Being yeah. a stand-up comedian. All right, I don't. I mean, from what I understood. Well, they lost that seat to a Republican who believes in Donald Trump grabbing VJs. So, yes. so we 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 a uh, president that talked about grabbing VJs. We get we we let him in the office, but we give Al Franken a hard time. What I'm saying is, they strategically, I, I mean, they put themselves in places, and we just wither at every little thing when it comes to Democrats. I think we need to be a little more strategic. Well, no. And stronger than that. But Democrats that are in Congress don't want a Democrat in Congress that's too progressive. But they regretted it now. They regret that now. You mean uh, the Franken thing? Yeah, because it they was lost that the seat. and and, yeah. and uh, seat. someone at a fair. He, I think someone said at a, like a, at a country fair that he right. put his hand on. There's a picture of him with a woman and her husband, and the three of them are looking. And she said that his hand was near her butt or something. And then that was the other yeah. thing that sort of was. I mean, remember straw. the woman that I mean, came out. Was she one of those yeah. girls where the whole universe is near her butt, or was she actually? Just... <laughs> I, that is a really good point, and I, I mean, don't think that's. Like, no. I don't think anyone's clarified <laughs> that, Felicia. I don't think that's been clarified. So, very, <laughs> very good point. Important. Very good point. That's a good way to lighten it up. There yeah. are there are a lot of women yeah. like that that think, oh, he just he just wants me, so he did that. And well, there's I mean, the what about the Biden thing? Remember the Biden thing and the woman that said Biden uh, tried Sniffed to her hair. Him. Yeah. Sniffed her hair. He likes no. to smell hair. <laughs> He's a hair sniffer. He's a hair, hair sniffer. Yeah. And that's why I think it's all it's terribly hair. threatening. Hey, let me smell your hair. Well, you know, he's old. And, you know, remember, remember the old shampoo? She, your hair smells terrific. 
<laughs> he was probably thinking, gee, your hair smells too At the time he did That's it, though, it was in the early 80s, though. And that was so but would you really awesome. be upset if someone sniffed your hair? Like, if somebody sniffed my hair, I'd just be like, <laughs> like, would so, it, like, well, terribly you upset, would be upset me? If, if, someone Trump, if Trump up. sniffed your hair, you'd be upset. I'd probably be happy that's the only thing he did. <laughs> if a stranger walked up to you, though, Heather, if a stranger walked up to you and went, oh, stranger, man. but it wasn't a, well, he didn't yes. do that. They were taking a picture well, I, and he was standing next to her and he's like, oh, your hair smells good. I do that to people. Oh, if your I, hair smells good. Like if your hair, if your ah. hair is like in my face and it smells good, I'll be like, oh, your hair smells good. Yeah, not offensive if you say it smells bad. If I smelled your hair and went, oh, your hair is stinky. No, you would not be like stinks. a salt. If he goes down stinks. for that, if he goes down for that, then the entire G your, your hair, hair smells, smells terrific group should possibly go as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that entire air campaign should be. I agree. You know, should be on this on this viewer for hair sniffing, and hair sniffing should then be in your sexual assault file. Like I could, I, I, I could really have a real big problem with hair sniffing and sexual assault, like in the same. That's what I'm saying. Like pretty far go apart. To, go to the police station and be like, listen. Yeah. Sniffed, sniffed my, my hair. hair. They don't even take rape seriously. Yeah, I sniffed my hair. They don't even take rape seriously. Yeah, you called the police. Or if you turn yourself in saying, I'm a hair sniffer, I sniffed over 20 hairs. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can't like take hair it. Hair sniffers anonymous. I'm a hair sniffer. That's I'm, sorry. I'm a hair sniffer. I'm sorry. I go to HA. I go to HA. I go to HA. <laughs> you know what? The first step in HA is admitting you're HA. You have, you have an HA problem, <laughs> a hair sniffer problem. problem. And uh, I got to go up to people and problem. tell them, I'm yeah. sorry. I sniffed your hair. You weren't looking. And uh, I'm, I, <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm a hair Sometimes sniffer. I take a deep breath in public. It's like your 12 steps to hair. Yeah, your 12 the steps. anti-hair sniffing. I'm, apologize yeah, yeah. to all You apologize to everybody. To everyone. And, and I wonder if like, you know, what you do and then you sniff something else for a while. I don't know what that would be. And you could go, that's pretty gross. But, you know, you could sniff something. Sniffing kind of has a gross. See. This is the perfect example of if a comedian needs to just keep going on something, um, and that's <laughs> the reason why. There's a reason why Trump can't let go, Trump can't let go of something, and he's like, is he like a comedian? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you got a point. Yeah, yeah, and he's always got jokes. He's always yeah. He milk them um, to the very yeah. end. Yeah, he's got a nickname for everybody. Was that directed at me when you said like, see, they won't let it go, and it goes too long? <laughs> they don't let it go. I kind of felt like that was a little directed at me. Well, just, Mike's uh, like, on to step five. Right? The thing about hair sniffing that people don't think about what? is it's very hard to photograph or like film for proof because all you've got is sort of a, like, you know what I mean? Like if I sniff your hair and you go, oh, we got him on camera. I could say I'm sneezing. I could say, I'm, I'm, yeah, just milking, sure. I'm, I'm milking it. I'm just trying to go on. Oh, actually, oh, I, might, I might add this to my repertoire. Oh yeah, here she is. Meanwhile, Coco's been watching, and now she's decided uh, not she to join us. <laughs> right? She said, "Oh no, I'm not going there." She's like, "I am not getting on that chat." I she's don't not see here. Not here. Okay. She's not here. She's okay. not here. Okay. So, so actually, like chocolate, so there will Ooh. be no sniffing once she enters this room. <laughs> <laughs> no sniffing. No hair sniffing. That is not. A I'm a hair sniffer. Well, I do find I, I find the news today has just been really. I mean, we still don't know what we're doing about employment, and we're still not doing it. Oh yeah, that's that's true too. I don't know who to borrow money from because I can't tell who's unemployed and who's not. Who's not unemployed? Who's not? And everybody's in this panic. 
You know, what's crazy to add to that is the Republicans have taken a recess. So they're on vacation. So opposed to, you know what I mean? Like, I think they, I thought they were on vacation. August I 7th, that's... I think. August Are you, 7th. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I, I read it, you know, because you got to watch you, but I read that they were on vacation. And I'm like, really? Right now it's time to go to uh, the day spa? Okay. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> that, that is, that's a shame. I mean. Yeah. Have another week to figure this out. Wow. And well, they could we, go. They could potentially just leave, just the way they, they could. are. Yeah. They could leave. Yeah. And then we have Herman Cain. Herman Cain passed away. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. COVID. And actually, somebody, somebody actually was complaining. Um, somebody was actually complaining, saying that, like, well, no, he had he had cancer, and so it's like they're just jumping on the COVID thing. Well, a lot of people had complications, and the COVID thing took them out. So right, he had cancer prior to getting COVID. Right, he but, put it in. It was in remission, though, right? right yeah, but he was, yeah. right. But he was in. Um, but he was in Tulsa for the Tulsa event, unmasked, a few weeks hanging ago. Hanging out, yeah. He was yeah, so out. he was yeah. hanging out without his mask. Yeah. And and he actually tweeted that nobody had their mask. That this is a great event because no one's wearing a mask and no one's supposed to wear masks. That's and sad. He's a grown man. He should have known better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, did you ever see that? There's a video of these two surfer dudes. Were we talking about that last time going around? I'm sure it was Orange County offering people free masks and people want yeah. to fight them. And uh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And so that believing that he died of cancer or not, that's nothing. Like people think it's a hoax. People call it scam, yeah. scam, scam, scamdemic, right? Or plandemic, yeah. meaning it's all a plan by the Democrats or by the lizard people or by, I don't know, whoever. Well, I have some friends in Texas who say that they call them traitors when they wear their mask. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Public, That's the like, thing. People get. Yeah. It's political. Yeah. I mean, it's like a yeah. statement. Like you're you're a sucker, or yeah. you know, you're a liberal for wearing a yeah a mask. I'll be a live sucker for real. <laughs> Someone posted something today about people in Florida doing. Um, it was like a, it was a tweet from a friend because she had to go there and she didn't know if she had to quarantine or not and and get a test. And they said just go pay for a negative test. That's what everybody else is doing. What? Wow. Then you don't have to worry about it. Wow. It's some really non-believers. Yep. So here's some the thing. Are these 150,000 people that have died in four months all fake? 150,000 Americans saying. have died. It's all I fake. Not, no one's died. That's more than mm -hmm. war. Like, that's war really hard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait. It's a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, it's more that's, than Vietnam. I think it's more from yeah. Vietnam till now by far. I don't think it's yeah. I think World War II. Two like, wars. I think it's more than two wars put together, mm -hmm. maybe close oh yeah definitely be, yeah. all of vietnam and then well now way past that yeah you know and, and no one That's mentions serious. them there's no talk about who's died there's no memorial for losing 150,000 americans right. in four months it's I mean, all a lie it's all you know no one's focusing on who these people were and it's crazy i picked up my car yesterday and my mechanic who wasn't wearing a mask went on an entire mm. spiel about the conspiracy of everything how it's all oh, fake boy. and that the hospital i think which is hollywood press down the street from him he's like there's never anyone there i go by there all the time <laughs> he's like there's no one at the hospital there's nobody dying what i think you got all these essential workers high-fiving each other and happy and and nobody's dying it's, yeah, it's all fine. it's all it's all, it's all a hoax and it's all a hoax. bill gates and bill gates is behind half of bill it. gates yes bill gates yeah has done this because he needs more money and yes. he need, i, need I thought it was the amazon dude <clears throat> amazon dude <laughs> so she's trying to get on jeff bezos jeff bezos, bezos yeah okay I, I mean, I was thinking of the funny. I thought of like the jungle, like the Amazon. I'm like the Amazon. Someone <laughs> no, from the did. Amazon? Yeah, I did. 
I love you, Mike. A- Amazon. <laughs> I love you too, Pam. Amazon. <laughs> I was like, the Amazon? There's a man Not in the, the Amazon? Animals. Amazon. Hold on. We're working on, we're working on uh, Coco trying to get on. Is she in trouble? And she said she was still looking for the link. It's. Tell her I think, I know. I think everyone needs to get a special show link. That's what you possibly do. It's a special show link. I just sent it to her. So, okay. so we can continue with Mike and the Amazon. What, why are you bigging on me, Maya? Am I, am I, uh, am I talking too much? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Now I'm all self-conscious. Yeah. I don't know. Do I belong in here? Am I a part of this? If you feel self-conscious, Michael, just sniff yourself. That's right. Oh, yeah. That sounds great. Sniff yourself. Sounds like a good t-shirt. You know what? I was watching. Um, Look at us. You know what? You know what I was watching last night? It came on. Uh, every time it comes on, I watch The Godfather. God, every time. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. Every time. <laughs> and one and two is just the best. Three, Three. I thought, okay. Uh, no, no. The one and two. Three. Yeah. One and two is just like. You can sit down for three hours and watch this. Look, I'm Sicilian, getting all offended up here. Why you know? Okay, is it offensive? <laughs> Yeah, we weren't allowed to Fredo. Yeah. I can understand that. The Italian family, my entire Italian family was like, why are you watching The Godfather? You act like we're mafia. Cut this off for Sicilians. We're not in mafia. Put on so, Channel 7 with the so, black people. Some, some, really, some real Italians are offended by the, uh, the what was it, The Sopranos. They yeah, my, my, my yeah, people yeah, are offended really by the, offended. That, that, yeah, yeah, that's all the older groups are. Yeah, like, they're like, we're not mafia. How come they always say we're mafia? Except for like the <laughs> second and third generations, like in the Bronx, and they're, they, yeah. they extra gangster it up all the time. So they're always working on something. I, I read a great book about mafias in general, some of the Jewish mafia, which there was. They had definitely, of course, the Italian. And the things you don't realize is they really go after their own community. So I was reading this real, like sort of not Hollywood version, but what it was really mm-hmm. like. So you'd be Italian, you'd come off like literally, you know, you'd come over from, you know, what's it called? The island there that everyone came through the, you know, with the Statue of Liberty, everyone. Ellis Island. Island. Ellis Island. And you form a little business and you've got your little barbershop or whatever. And then all of a sudden there's a knock on your door and you're like, you have to pay yep. this money or we're going to burn you down. And, and there are other up. Italians, and there are other, or there are other, like the people of your yeah. ilk, other Jews, or yep. other Irish, or other whatever. So it really is not as cool and sexy when you start breaking down what they really did. It's yeah, like yeah, I know. Terrifying. I know. And we kind of, you know, make them kind of glorify it. It's like oh, we definitely Sopranos yeah. for sure. I mean, when you break oh, down man. what these guys are doing, it's horrific. And real mob bosses are like, we don't wear shorts. Why is he wearing shorts on the show? That's the so thing. They, <laughs> they were getting upset. They were like, we don't wear shorts. What is he talking Come on. about? We never so wear shorts. <laughs> All the weird things that people pick up to, to get upset about. My family was so upset about the mafia because they're real Sicilians. And my father came over on the boat. He remembers the actual boat ride. So they, they, they had a lot of problems in Sicily. And that's why they liked Mussolini because Mussolini got rid of the mafia. Well, yeah, you didn't hear. What was your relation to uh, your father being born in Mussolini? Wasn't there a whole thing there? Oh, my father was born in. Um, when when you meet Mike? Uh, my father was born yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in, um, in uh, Sicily. So he, was, he wasn't born in Sicily. He was born in Somalia during the war because my grandfather worked for Mussolini. So, and during the Abyssinian War, my grandfather went and did the fighting for the Italians over in Ethiopia. And then they took over. And then when uh, World War II came in, they took over 
uh, most of like Northern Africa. So my grandfather was there for like 15 years between Somalia and uh, Ethiopia. And my father was born over there. So he's, yeah. So wow, then, but that, that's but, a great story. Yeah, but there was like such a big drama during the war. Like uh, they ended up um, when, you know, if you've ever seen Patton, when World War II and the Americans took uh, Sicily and the British started coming across and, and General Patton and Americans came across Africa, um, it became too dangerous. So my grandfather put my uh, grandmother, gave her a money belt and my father who was two years old and stuck him on a boat to go back to Sicily and buy land. But uh, by the time they got halfway to Sicily, the uh, Germans turns on the, on the Italians, the Americans, uh, actually the Tuskegee Airmen took Sicily and they ended up at sea for like 17, it's supposed to be like 17 days. They were there for three months and then came, wow. in, came in at a port in Naples and it was a Red Cross boat. It was only like women and children and they all got off on this um, in Naples to get on a train to go to the refugee camps in Rome. And then the, um, a tr uh, they bombed the train. So uh, 500 women and children died and my grandfather didn't know if they were dead or alive for the next five years as they hid in Northern Italy, like living out of a money belt. So, yeah, so that's my, so my, yeah, so my father's, you know, my father's sense of humor is a little, you know, he's, he was a little war baby, planes shooting at him and stuff like that. And my grandmother was very overprotective because another cousin died, uh, the baby, the whole family died, but the woman fell on the baby and the baby lived. So my grandmother was always fall on the baby. So <laughs> anything would happen. She <laughs> was really ridiculously protective of my father. So, so I needless to say, they made it. And then, but they had to wait. And I remember asking my grandmother, I was like, grandma, when are you, um, you know, when are you going to, uh, um, you know, how, how long did it take you to go back to Sicily? And after the war was over, she's like, oh, it's about a six a month. I had to go back and wait for the trains to be rebuilt, to get on the train from Rome to go back to find out who was dead or alive. And my grandfather finally got, uh, got papers to come to America from um, cousins that were already here. So he actually went to Sicily, saw them for two weeks, got on a boat, came to America and like worked for a year and then sent for them. And then they lived in my aunt's basement in Brooklyn. So I come from real Italians, you know, real Sicilians. Sorry. You know, if you could put that in a pill, I think depression would be obsolete. Just like <laughs> <laughs> the massive you know, survivors like, on, on those. Yeah, songs. like get it together. No time for a hissy fit here. Like golly. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you think like I, I was like six months to wait through the train, like if I miss a train and New York train, <laughs> right? New York City subways are like every three minutes, like you miss one, another minute fifty, the next one. You're like, what? I missed the train. I imagine sitting <laughs> six months in refugee camps. It's crazy. Uh -uh. Yeah. So that was my family story. But that's, I don't know how we got from that from the Godfather, but in the, in, in Sicily, the mafia would come in and they, they were, they used to run the, uh, they used to run the courts, the judges, all the attorneys. So they ran everything. And so when Mussolini came in, he took all of those guys, the, the judges and the attorneys, and he put them all in jail. So he flipped that whole thing. So in the beginning, that's why, you know, the Italians, my grandmother used to always say the two greatest world leaders of her lifetime were Bill Clinton and Benito Mussolini. He did a lot of other stuff that wasn't as cool. Mussolini. Mussolini. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was pretty, even to Italians. He, he killed a lot of Italians. Anyway, sorry, I just went Yeah, Italians I, It's an amazing story. It's, I mean, it really yeah. is. I know we're trying to kill time for our guests. I don't know what we're supposed to do here. Anybody hear from her? No. No. I can talk about my grandpa who sold insurance during the war um, in Windsor, Ontario. 
Did he? <laughs> he would go door to door, earning an average income, providing for his two children every day. No, no, I'm just joking. You didn't have. Can you send it again? I was just trying to stall yeah. with you. Yeah. But I, that is an amazing story, Maya. That is no joke. That's an, like how many people have a story like that? And that's just one side of your family. Your other side is just as interesting. It's You're crazy. My whole family is like nobody, and nobody believed in therapy during that time. So like if you came in from like, you've been living between border patrol and hiding, my grandmother would say stuff like, I remember I have to buy the milk off of the black market. So she'd have the money belt and she'd buy and like bombs would be dropping and my father would be waving at the airplanes and she'd have to duck. And then she's like, I finally get the milk and your father, he don't want to drink. I was like, I can, that's so my father, that's their relationship. And I said, I wanted skim. He was just so smart. <laughs> they didn't even have a skim milk back then, but he knew already. Hey. Yay. Hey. Hey. Best of the hour. Hey, what's up? Hey, Joko, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? Okay. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Yeah. Oh my God, hey. I'm a hot mess. Hey, hey I'm a hot mess. How you doing? Hey, I'm a hot mess. Okay. I'm going to do a nice Join intro. the hot mess century. It's a oh. century of hot mess. <laughs> Baby? 2020. Hot mess is, is all we Is that cookie? Have. Wait a minute. Wait, a, was that an image of a cookie? Right, Coco? Yes, it is an image of a cookie. That's my business, girl. I got a, I got a whole legal edible business going on right now, yeah. child. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was I, I, I'm talking about. It is crazy. I've been baking and cooking and making gummies and sending all over the world, baby. I've just been grinding. Oh, that's great. Oh, wow. Well, let me let me do a, a formal intro. If, I, if people you do not know, actress, producer, one of the most uh, brilliant comedians that I've seen uh, in my comedy lifetime that can just turn a room around, but still bring class and, and just everything that you've ever wanted to be uh, as a female comedian, to be able to come in and bring like real intelligence, power, and straight up funny, bring down the house. Give it up, everybody. For Coco Brown, everybody. Give it up. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. This person don't stop trying to call me. <laughs> oh, is, is that why we're getting the cookie? Is that what's going on yes, with the Yes, because somebody keeps trying to call me. I'm like, stop. The, yeah, but the cookie looks so good and it's messing me up. So I just keep I looking know. I got to, um, I, I, I'm sitting outside and I need to go plug my phone in. So if by some bizarre chance I get on this elevator and I lose y'all, I will call y'all right back. I just don't want to lose y'all in the middle of this interview because my phone just said 10%. Where are you? What city are you in? I am in Virginia. Uh, oh. I'm in oh. Winchester, Virginia, shooting a movie, a Hallmark movie. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, good. Yeah, it's Cupid for Christmas. So um, literally been on set and uh, I stepped out, I went to the store and was coming back when you guys hit me up. And I said, oh, shoot. I thought it was like 11 o'clock, you know, eating the West Coast time. And I said, it's like right now. Oh, shoot. So <laughs> I was trying to get back, but you know, trying to run in flip-flops is not my uh, forte. <laughs> <laughs> well, so are you guys here. like on lockdown while you're shooting? Well, no, I mean, people are out and about, you know, here in Virginia. You know, I came from Georgia, and uh, hopefully I won't lose you guys. It's pretty dope. Um, and, um, you know, the, the precautions, though, the stipulations, I've been tested four times in seven days. Wow. Mm. When I tell you, I could never possibly do cocaine if my life depended on it, because <laughs> having that thing in my nose, baby... I don't know how anybody can snort cocaine. I don't know how anybody. 
they, I mean, I felt like somebody went in my brain today. I was like, fix it, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> I'm like, I am negative, honey. I am negative. That's the one time I'm happy to say I am negative. I am negative. <laughs> so what's but, it um, like? Yo. Huh? What's it like? Um, have you guys started shooting or rehearsals or are you yeah, shooting they, with um, screens? Well, no, we're actually shooting on a college campus here in Winchester uh, called uh, Shenandoah University. And um, they shut the whole campus down for the filming, which is amazing. But they literally go, the whole you know crew has on those whole face shields and everything. They have to wear those and everything. So it's, it's been interesting to watch, you know, how they are now having to conform to, um, you know, the whole COVID process because SAG now, like literally right before I was supposed to come up, SAG changed the rules. So now you literally have to be tested a week before, you have to be mm -hmm. tested again before you fly, and then you have to be tested again once you get there. And then I'm in quarantine, I'm here at the hotel um, for, you know, 24 hours waiting for my results and then I get to go on set. Wow. 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 So it, it, it was nuts. And then I had done another test. I had done the, um, and they require a certain test. They require the test with the swab because initially I went and got the antibodies test where they prick your finger and test your blood. But for some reason, I guess they require the one with the swab. And I was like, fix it, Jesus. I've had, th you know, four of those in the last seven days. I'm like, how anybody can put anything up their nose. I don't even want to see no nasal spray. If I'm stopped up, I'm just going to stay stopped up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It is just, I don't want nothing up my nose no more. Hey, Coco, I'm Mike. Yeah. Hi, Mike. How you doing? Hi. Good. How are you doing? So are you, finding, are you finding filming, uh, is, is it a different vibe on set? You know, because everyone's so guarded and kept away. And then well, you know, the social distancing is, is interesting because, you know, normally, you know, I'm a hugger. And so when I walk on sets, you know, I'm usually greeting people with hugs or whatever. And, you know, that is out of the question now. So everything is either being done from a distance, you know, of people um, literally uh, saying hi to you from across the room. Uh, there's no hugging. Even when they came to pick me up today uh, from the airport, they literally was like, you got to sit in the back seat you know, and you got to sit on this side. You can't sit directly behind me. You got to sit over here. And then we had to keep our mask on in the car for the entire drive back from, you know, to the, you know, to the set from the airport. It was, it was crazy. And like, you know, when I got to the set, you know, everybody was social distancing and people were like talking to you. Everybody had on masks and face shields. It's definitely, you know, this is my first, um, time you know filming since this all happened but it's funny I, I hate to say this out loud but you know of course this is a hallmark channel film so no more that's all that needs to be said but i'm doing a urban film next week right <laughs> and so I'm, I'm shooting in detroit next week doing an urban film and i was like so do we have to be tested and he said no nah, are you good you, you got a fever i'm like oh. <laughs> i'm like i'm about to be in that joint in a body wrap you understand me? I, with you. I, said, I asked if you need to be tested like no nah, you good you got a fever you coughing no i'm like hell no nah. i'm gonna be on set honey wrapped up my whole scene's gonna be me and saran wrap <laughs> Hi, Coco. This is Masabia. I wanted to ask Hi. you. 
How are you? Um, Hi. I want to ask you, have you been able to do any stand-up? I did one show in June. Uh, most of my stand-up has been over Zoom and Instagram, you know, which mm -hmm. is a whole nother beast, another level. Cause you know, as comedians, we're so used to the immediate gratification of the laughter and the reaction of the crowd. And here you are sitting on a Zoom or Instagram watching the comments to see if you see any laughing emojis. It's, it's, it's wild. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I did a show in Florida at the Off The Hook Comedy Club right before they had the huge spike in numbers. Right. And wow. it was fine. You know, the club was at half capacity. They had all the tables separated. Um, the staff all wore gloves and masks. I mean, I felt pretty safe. Now, what was crazy was that none of the people who came had on masks and they was like trying to get pictures with you, wanted to hug you. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. I mean, I literally <laughs> had two tables set up where my merchandise was on one table and then I had another table to keep the distance. And these fools walking around the table like, hey girl, what's this? I'm like, hey, that table there's for a reason. Um, you know, it was, <laughs> so as soon as I got back, I got tested again because I wanted to make sure, you know, I didn't catch the Florida version of the COVID. Um, so- Did you, did you hug them? When they come around that I table, do you go like, people. all right, fine, fine. I did, I did. I can't even lie, I did. And then I slathered myself down in antibacterial <laughs> It was so rude, And right? they was laughing at me because I went on stage with a whole bottle of Lysol and sprayed the whole stage for I told you. <laughs> I said, I don't know you people. I'm so happy you're here, but I don't know you. I don't know what you got going on. You know, so. Yeah. Wow. So, Coco, I'm Pam. I'm going to ask you a question. Hi, How Pam. is Phoenix? Phoenix is amazing. He's amazing. When I tell you this child has been such a little trooper through all of this, I mean, with the homeschooling, um, he did not like mommy's teaching methods. So luckily I had a friend who was a third grade teacher in Virginia and mm -hmm. he basically was my son's tutor and they FaceTimed five days a week and kept him on track and you know, he passed to the third grade and um, he's coming back on board because I'm doing, uh, I chose the AB module for our county where he goes to school two days a week and three days a week he's homeschooled. Great, good, good. Yeah, but he's been a little trooper. I mean, now keep in mind, I haven't been the best mommy in the sense that I have let this child stay up to sometimes three and four in the morning because he is, yeah, you know, and he plays way too much Fortnite. And then I found out my child was playing Grand Theft Auto. And um, how I found out was crazy. I'm literally downstairs baking some of my edibles and he's upstairs in his room with his little homie. And they were playing the game. And I'm thinking they're playing Fortnite or Roblox, you know, whatever. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden I hear, get in the car, bitch. And I said, wait a minute, what? what? <laughs> and I run upstairs and they're playing Grand Theft Auto. I'm like, yo, this some naked broad getting in the car. I'm like, wait a minute, what is this? You know? And he's looking at me like, mommy, is GTA. I'm like, baby, you can't play this. This is not your age group. Like, this is too old for you. This, she's naked. They're cursing. And he's like, yeah, mommy, but I know not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I was like, well, I'm slipping on my mother duties right now. My child has been playing GTA for about two months and I didn't know. <laughs> could, you share, could you share with us the story about him in the bathtub? Oh my Jesus, oh my Jesus. So my child almost met his maker. Oh, and his birthday, May 18th. Um, he His birthday's May 18th and I had thrown him a little birthday party that Saturday before. His birthday fell on a Monday. 
And so that Sunday night uh, before his birthday, of his eve of his birthday, um, I was downstairs on the phone talking to somebody and I yelled upstairs. I said, babe, get your bath ready. It's time to you know, get in the bed. He said, okay. Well, time went on. Next thing I know, he's in his pajamas. I'm thinking everything's cool. <laughs> it's about one o'clock in the morning. And this was about maybe 9.30, 10 o'clock when I said, get a bath. So I'm getting ready for bed. And all of a sudden I hear this boom. And I'm like, what the devil? I think it's somebody that came in my house. So I run, in, I run downstairs and the dog is barking. And I swing open the door of my garage and the entire ceiling is on my car and on the dog's cage, dog's crate. And water is pouring out of the ceiling like a waterfall. Wow. I run back upstairs and his com his room is completely flooded. The bathtub's running. The water is everywhere. Wow. And I realized at that moment, of course, that he left the bathtub running. But then I realized, little Negro, you didn't take a bath. You put some pajamas on and think I wasn't going to find out. <laughs> wow. So to say the least, my child was this close to meeting his maker that night. <laughs> um, all the black mama came out of me all of the black mama came out of me that is some uh, crazy and, damage and thirteen thousand dollars we got everything wow thirteen thousand dollars wow. because he didn't feel like taking a bath like i guess not he said he, said he forgot he was running the bathtub. I said, but how could you forget you got on pajamas like you took a bath? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like you got in the bathtub, you remember. Right, man, I was, ooh, child. But when I tell you, that child is still kissing my butt. Like when I say anything I ask him to do, this you... child has scrubbed floorboards, he has sanded and, and, and re-waxed floors. I done made him paint. I done made him, baby, when I tell you, I mean, he out there lugging two trash cans by himself. I don't care. It's like, you going to do whatever I say. Yeah. Do. All you have to do is bring that up. All you have to right. do is Right. All I have to do is say, you know, I said, you got that brand new room. I'm sorry, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because, I mean, I do use it every time he's out of pocket. I'm like, you going to act like this after what you did to your bedroom? After how much money? I'm sorry. I'll do it right now. I'll do it right now. <laughs> What's crazy is that I think I've given my child a stigma because he's yet to use his bathroom. He is taking a shower in every bathroom in the house. <laughs> he is yet to use his new bathroom, yet to use it. He's still in my bathroom. He's still in the, the guest bathroom. He will not take a bath or a shower in that bathroom. He'll brush his teeth in there and use the bathroom, but he will That's not it. cut that shower on. I, got, I cut the shower on and brown water came out. That's how long it's been. Wow. He, he's going to remember that for the rest of his life. He will be oh, 90 yeah. years old and he'll never yeah. turn, he'll never leave the water on again. <laughs> no, seriously. Seriously. It's like every time he is out of pocket, I remind him of that $13,000 bill he cost me in the middle of a pandemic. Now, Coco, you are based in LA. I mean, um, uh, Atlanta, right? Is Atlanta, that, yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm about okay. 40 minutes south of Atlanta. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's originally where you're from? Is uh... No, I'm originally from Virginia. Uh, Newport okay. News, but okay. um, I moved to Atlanta almost six years ago. Um, I, it's funny, I had no plans to move to Atlanta. I okay. actually called myself buying a piece of property I was going to flip, and then I ended up coming down to Atlanta to shoot uh, one of the last two seasons of Tyler Perry, for better or worse, and never left. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You've had yeah. a really 
she's had a really amazing career. Like you're, you've, you really work. I don't think people, they always see um, when you make it, but nobody really sees how much work you put in for so long. And mm, it's like 24 years. Yeah. I mean, so w the transition from stand-up to acting and finally getting, mm -hmm. you know, on the, you know, the, the, the industry, like the global map. Could you tell us a little bit about that journey? Um, you know, it's funny. People always think that, you know, um, I was a stand-up and then I became an actress, but it was kind of the other way around. I did my first play when I was 10 years old and um, I had been doing theater um, since I was 10. And then of course I did drama in high school and then I minored in theater arts in college, but it was never something I thought I would actually do for a living. Um, mm. Quiet is kept. I wanted to be Claire Huxtable. That was my dream. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be that bad sister with some kids and a professional husband. And I mean, I studied Claire Huxtable like she was real. You know what I'm saying? And so um, when the opportunity presented itself for me after I had you know, graduated college and I had moved to Washington, D.C., with my first corporate job, um, I got an opportunity to go to an open mic and I was, you know, you know, told I should go on stage. I was funny. Wow. And it's like something just it was like, wow, this is like interesting. Like I can come on stage and say whatever I want and people laugh yeah. at it. Wow. And I'm so I was which, which club was it that you uh it was called stuck? the comedy spot. It's no longer oh. open, but it was called the wow. comedy spot in New Carrollton, Maryland. Okay. It was owned okay. by Chris Paul. That was actually Yeah, Chris actually, Paul. I remember Chris yep, Paul. Yeah, they used yes. to be on the yeah. Tom Joyner Morning Show and he used to be yes. with Donnie Simpson. Yep, yes. he owned it. And I met him at a barbecue and he invited me down to his club and the rest has been history. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I but came so up it was with just a natural progression. Guys to go back to, you know, what I was doing. Cause I had been doing stand up for about 10 years when um, I got the call. I was actually in negotiations for a development deal from NBC. And that's what brought me to um, LA initially. Um, mm -hmm. In the process of me moving to LA, my management company and that deal evaporated. So mm, I literally wow. got to LA thinking I had this deal and it was gone before I'd even landed. So I had to literally, you know, pick myself back up and figure it out on my own. I mean, I'm, I'm old school with it. I remember sitting on the floor in my little one bedroom apartment in Glendale, California, putting headshots and resumes in those envelopes with the little clear window. Wow. <laughs> and I had went and got a book wow. from Samuel French for all the active of all the agencies and managers in LA and Hollywood. And I was going through with my little highlighter looking for ones that looked like they could represent me that did comedy wow. or whatever. And that's how I ended up getting my first agent. Wow. You know? Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, I was straight I was straight up grassroots with it, you know. And then um, from there, you know, I got my SAG card. I did a commercial for Capital One that never aired, but I got me my SAG card. And uh, then I went in, you know, got a lot of acting classes. Um, you know, I had taken a lot of commercial classes, TV and film classes, comedy classes. Um, I did uh, the Groundlings for a little while, um, you know, so I, I just was kind of just putting my foot in everything I could to get myself um, out there. And then uh, I had been out there maybe about nine months and I met Topper Carew, who was the guy who managed um, 
Martin Lawrence at one point and got him the Martin Show, one of the EPs of the Martin Show. He saw me at a showcase that I had done and for one of my acting classes, and he ended up managing me for a little while. And he's kind of what, he was the person that kind of got me in the loop that made, you know, had me meet a lot of the black casting directors, the Robbie Reeds, the Monica Swans, um, right. the Kim Hardens, the Kim Williams, you know, he made sure I knew who they were and they knew who right. I was. So uh, I credit Topper a lot for putting me in there because, you know, when I came to LA, I was really more so a mainstream cop. I had been doing right. mostly mainstream stuff. I hadn't really I done a lot of, uh, I had done Comic View and everything, right. but, but I was not still just yet. kind of mainstream, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he was the one that kind of introduced me to the urban market. Wow. You know, that's and that's impressive. where I learned very quickly that, you know, the black clubs pay your bills and the white clubs get your deals. Now you, uh, you are working on a book mm. too as well, right? Yeah. Yes, I'm working yeah. on two books actually right yes. now. It's crazy. Okay. Um, and it's funny because one of them has been a, 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 a passion project for a few years because it's, it's a memoir and so much has happened in the last few years and I took a break from it because I said I wanted this book to be genuine but I wanted it to end on a high note that I right. wanted to end right. on this like epiphany, this revelation. And I literally just had that this past November um, at the uh, Tyler Perry Grand opening gala standing in front of my star that he gave me um, oh, him and wow. Oprah that's gave awesome. the stars. That's awesome. and it's yeah. like I, that's when i had my epiphany thank you that i had my epiphany that the end of my memoir is all this time i've been trying to get a seat at the table and i was already sitting at the table wow oh that's beautiful mm -hmm. so that was that's that so was inspirational the, that was the, too that was the end. so now i'm i'm finishing it up now because i finally got that that ending i wanted you know and then i'm working on a book um that's loosely that's well it's it's kind of it's a parenting book but it's it's mm -hmm. funny but it's real um mm -hmm. uh, called raising the man of my dreams you know okay. <laughs> a, a, a black woman's okay. guide to raise a black woman <laughs> so, um, so it's, 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 it's funny, but it's real, you know, right. and um, I've been working on that and people, a lot of people are waiting on that book with bated breath because a lot of it, the stuff that I put in the book, I've put on my, um, in my set. Oh, so right. people are, you know, waiting for that one. So those do you are find yourself doing more family, uh, more personal as you do comedy now? You yes, more, very yeah. much so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Maya, Maya probably, if, if she saw my set now, she'd probably be like, Damn, like your because like you know Maya knows me from back in the day. We go back like car seats. So Maya has seen the dirty foul mouth me. She's seen the woke and light me. But I think she's seen the mama me. You know what I'm no, saying? No, no, I haven't yet. I'm looking forward to it. But I find you so inspiring. You know, it's been Thank you, um, watching watching how long some of this some of this can take. You know, and having mm -hmm. patience and still getting up and still running up and up and. You know, you're always someone who's always been, you know, mm -hmm. I always had questions of like, my sensibilities off, like, what is it? And you've always been someone who's just been real in how to stay in the journey and how to yeah. keep your head clear and how to keep focused. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so I'm, I'm gonna tell you one of the biggest things, Maya, that, that I have discovered and, and I realized there were many reasons God moved me to Atlanta many reasons because a lot of a lot of times there's been some regrets because i feel like you know had i not left had my career been further had i you know whatever but i've been very blessed that to be able to live somewhere where i cannot be working for three months and i ain't got to worry about my mortgage 
you know, right. and yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and my child can go outside and play in the yard, and I don't have to worry about him being snatched and taken across the border. Yeah, um, right. But yes. you know, I realized this literally in a conversation with a friend of mine uh, recently, and I told him, I said, I'm in such a place now that I realize I'm famous enough that what is meant for me is meant for me and where i am i'm enjoying that moment right now i don't Mm -hmm. have to okay so my friends are getting emmys and you know getting nominated for this that's awesome that's awesome i know mine's coming why because i just haven't what keeps me motivated is knowing that i haven't gotten that one role yet it's coming and i realize that everything is a preparation and i'm enjoying each one individually so many times we don't enjoy the role we're in because we're so busy looking forward to the role oh, we want. That's perfect. That's, yeah. that's so. You know what I'm saying? Like and it's like, well I'm, put. I'm living yes. in Atlanta in, in the woods and I'm working on two shows right now that are running constantly. I'm doing a movie right now. I'm doing a movie next week. I said, I'm famous enough because I can literally still go to the grocery store by myself and I don't have to worry about somebody hounding me or coming at me. And people, when they do recognize me, they're respectful. You know, I can go out with my kid to Six Flags and, and we can have a good time. People respect that space. I realize I'm famous enough and I'm cool with the space I'm in. You know, yeah. and each individual blessing and role that I get, I'm grateful for. I, I stop looking so far ahead and I keep my eyes on the existing prize. All right, that's beautiful. Coco, would you say you live in the mo- in the present? Because you see, I do now. Yeah, yeah, you seem more present. Like you, uh, I do. Now. I, do you motivational speak? Do you do like motivational speaking? Because <laughs> you're like the fourth person that. I'm like, me that. damn! I'm feeling inspired right <laughs> I know, now. I'm inspired now. <laughs> it is so funny. I, I, it's so funny. I do a virtual networking event that I've been doing since April first. Mm-hmm. that allows small business owners uh, mm-hmm. mostly you know it's mostly you know well it's mostly female black small business owners but we've got you know we've got white we've got spanish we've got asian we've got men on there but it's mostly but that's where i started it because so many of us you know i'm a small business owner even though i have a platform to 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 ensure you know that my business keeps thriving you know other people did not and i you know formed this with a friend of mine uh, Rob, that's uh, a huge marketing guru, and he and I started this virtual networking, and I do it every Thursday, and we have women from all over the world on there, wow. and we do it on Zoom, and we motivate each other, and we share our contacts and our knowledge, and we help each other stay motivated to keep our businesses above flo- above water right now, and it's so funny. I literally just got asked that tonight. Girl, when are you going to start motivational speaking? <laughs> <laughs> Really? You I'm said, serious. You got us yeah. on here in power, girl. We feel like we on an Amway presentation. <laughs> <laughs> was that, Pam, was that what you were, um, you were on the other day with her? Because I know Pam was watching some, one of your other Zoom presentations. Was that what you were watching? Was that, that, that might have been the girls' night in. Was that the girls', girls night, night in? Yeah, the girls' night. Yeah, yeah. girls' night yeah. in that I do with uh, Trisha Mann Grant and Twyla Johnson every Saturday at 8 o'clock on Zoom. Yeah, that's I I'm one of the producers on that show and I'm also one of the the co-hosts. And um that's been great. It's funny though because <laughs> some friends of mine are like, "Girl, just branch off and do your own." Okay, but it's funny. Yeah, you should. You really should. You really should. <laughs> oh my god, I get told that every Saturday when we log yep. off 
I get, somebody <laughs> says, girl, just do your own. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. No, I really agree. You should. Bless your heart. Well, I'm, 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 I am. Um, I just signed a deal with iHeartRadio. The Coca Brown Show podcast is coming to iHeartRadio. Oh, wonderful! Um, super yes. excited. Nice. It's gonna be nice. me and um, me and actor, um, director, writer Gary Sturgis. Um, if you've ever seen a Tyler Perry movie and the bad guy in the movie yeah. with the raspy voice, that's Gary. Yeah. So, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. He, he was there Saturday, right? Yeah, he was. Yep, there he was Saturday. there Saturday. He was there Saturday. And yeah. I realized the chemistry i mean me and gary go back like car seats you know um you know he and i bo both work for the great tyler perry uh, so he's gonna be my co-host and he has an amazing book out right now called why he won't marry you <laughs> maybe <laughs> me and him have gotten into so many debates over this book <laughs> but, uh, wow yeah, is he throwing some guys secrets out i mean is he pushing the guys on the is he pulling the guys out like is he telling our secrets or? i mean well he's telling women what they're doing wrong but he's also giving them game on how these dudes are playing them it's off the chain. It's oh, off. No, when I he's... first read it, I, I called him. I swear, every chapter. What the hell you mean by this? <laughs> 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 what is this supposed to mean? You know, first of all, I don't think you know. Oh my God, he said you called me. He said just finish the damn book and then call me. Okay, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's gonna be my co-host. So I'm super excited about that because I had started a podcast, um, the Coca Brown Show, uh, a year and a half ago, and I stopped it because when you realize the chemistry with your co-host just ain't going in the direction you wanted to go, I'm uh -huh. pumping brakes on it. But now I'm coming back with just me and Gary, and I think we got a winner because me and Gary, we 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 butt heads, but we also agree and we just have a great chemistry. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm what's it about? What are you? Is there a specific focus you guys have? I mean, we're going to be talking about everything, but I really think our focus is going to be the dynamic of men and women. It's going to be a lot of relationship stuff. You know, I think our first episode is going to be about, you know, why do men go swimming? You know, and we had a two hour conversation the other night and I'm like, we got to say this for the podcast. Dude. What do you Wait, mean go you know? swimming? What do you, what do you mean? Ghost, ghost means when a man is talking, to, look at all the women looking at him like, you don't know what the hell. Exactly. That's his heart. You the one Tough. black man ain't never ghosted nobody. Um, yes. Bless oh, okay. That's a unicorn. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm known to be a unicorn. He's a, yes. he's a unicorn, y'all. Y'all look real good at <laughs> that little unicorn. It's basically somebody that's talking to you on a consistent basis that you're dating or whatever, and then out of nowhere, they disappear. Oh, they ghost they just, on you. Oh. They, they just yeah. no oh, I'm warning. I'm familiar no with that. No argument. Yes. No nothing. They just disappear. Yes. Okay. And then they have the nerve to come back like six months to a year later, like nothing ever stopped. But don't women do that too? Women do that to men. Don't no. Mm -mm. I, I mean, was I'm, just I'm thinking, a, I'm a is that gender guy. specific? <laughs> I, I hear about it all the time from guy friends. You know I'm what? But I'm that's married. a great question, and we'll probably talk about that. Please do, because I hear a lot will. of my Let's guy talk friends. About that. I will add that in with Gary because he now he tends to always say, "Well, what about the women?" You know you know, whatever, whatever. So I'm always defending the women, he defending the men. It's, 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 it's funny, but then we're both going back and forth because, um, you know, we, I, I guess women do too. Um, right, I, you know, I think so. Yeah, but, I, I know guys who've been ghosted for sure. And they're like, I don't know what I did. And we have long debates on what really happened. Really? We're gonna have to of someone I've never met. Talk about this. 
Well, yeah, it wasn't me. I, I, I mean, I, I am here. And it's a white boy. We really got to talk about Oh, yeah, he was, he was white. Were you dating was, black women? Were you dating black women? Oh, this, oh no, this, this wasn't me. This wasn't me. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm a married so, look, guy. You mean Karen married. out here ghosting people? What? <laughs> I was dating a 55-year-old blonde woman. Karen needed to be ghosting some people. Karen needed to be. Yeah, it, it was a 55-year-old blonde woman from Texas. And she just, you know, she threw a fit in a Walmart and then said, we're done. And I was like, Why? Right, exactly. They need to learn now, how to ghost. Uh, no, but I've had friends who are like, I don't know what happened. And they were on, you know, whatever app. And then they, they went out and then they never, you know, it, you know, I'm sure may, may, I can see guys doing it more. I mean, ladies, I'm, definitely- I'm, I'm looking at all of you ladies and I know you, I know one of you. <laughs> We're just, wait, we're just waiting for jewels to be dropped, Ryan. Well, I'm going to be real with you. I just ghosted somebody. I did. There you go. You just ghosted somebody. What was it? He was annoying? Did he annoy you? Was he too possessive? He sent he... me a penis pic without me asking for it. Oh, well, that's... Mm. What? Yeah. How and, okay. It wasn't even that type of party. That's we funny. We got to that point. And it was like, literally, his conversation started with, you do something to me. And I said, like, what? And then, boom, a ding-a-ling pick. And I said, ooh, we just broke up. <laughs> but let me ask you guys, and this is like an old stand-up thing, right? But when do you ever want to see a picture of a penis? Is there ever a time you're like, I really mm-hmm. need to see no. that? And you know, no. the best do way- Why guys think that's mm-hmm. interesting? One of the best ways the I- The only pe- time I look at a penis is my son says his hurts. One, one time I've- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, And it's I'm- only your son. If he said exactly, no then I'll say, "Let me see your pee pee, baby. Let's see what's wrong with the pee pee." <laughs> I think I think one of the best ways of handling it is one time someone sent one to me, and I was just like, and I just I, I it, the only way to shut it down was for me to just say like, "This is hilarious." I'm <laughs> some of my homegirls, and we are just your timing couldn't be better. We are in here rolling. You don't look Maya. You would look, look. You want to crush a man? Have them send you one and you send back the emoji. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike, we're he the only like, guys the up here. What the hell that supposed to mean? That's the I just, I don't <laughs> know, though, the spirit, what goes on in a guy's head. As a guy, I will tell you, as a straight mm-hmm. guy, I can't fathom, if, and I'm not single. I've been married for one million years. But if I was into a girl that I would be like, I know what I got to do this and then send that and think that's in any way going to be a, a good hey, response the football like, player did it the mayor did oh, it everybody does it what is that from a judge one time a judge wow. a judge were you in court no no <laughs> not. Look, I, look you think i didn't save it though just in case he was my exactly. judge? <laughs> yes that is good he, that said, is good. he might be that judge that I'm, I'm trying to beat this pocket ticket i'm like remember me that's great honey yeah. i need this expunge <laughs> that's a good bit you should that's a bit you should do that that's really funny you got a jail free card right there for real, talk about. I like to. Uh, if I would like to incorporate in the evidence, Your Honor, this picture that I received from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to. Yeah, you got to do that thing where you'd be like, "May I approach the bench, Your Honor? I have something I'd like." To I'd do. like to introduce this in the evidence. <laughs> Is that okay with you? Can I introduce this? I know it's a lawyer thing, but can we oh, meet in your chambers right quick? I think yeah. you might want to change your mind. Have to jump exactly. out with the straight. Who's judging who? Okay. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 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 Let me ask you this, know. Coco. Do you find it easier to date someone in the industry or outside of the industry? Um, 
I think it's equally difficult. Mm. Um, inside the industry, um, if I date anyone, they have to be on a, in another genre. I'll date somebody who's in the mu that's in the music. Like I've dated, a f I've dated a few rappers. Okay, mm -hmm. um, we're not because when you date another actor or God forbid another comedian, at some point there's going to be this competition. Uh -huh. There's going mm -hmm. to be this one up on each other. Like you're gonna have some animosity if one person's doing something, one person ain't. You know, I was married to an actor and it it was one of those things where whenever I would book something, it was like, oh, that's nice, that's cool, you know, like whatever. <laughs> and see if they can get me something. Why would my agent get you something, you know? Um, and when he would land something, if I didn't throw a party, oh, I was being a hater. I'm like, well, why, you didn't throw a party for me, you know? Um, then on the other end, when you're dating somebody that's not in the industry, I can't speak for men and women, but I can speak as a woman when I'm dating men. Men's egos, especially the black male ego, is very fragile. And a lot of times they cannot deal with the spotlight being on their woman 24-7. They mm. need to feel important too. And if they feel like they're not getting any of that spotlight, even if they're not even in the industry, that ego, that pride kicks mm. in and then it goes into a place of them trying to uh, uh, demean you and, and, mm. and take you down a peg or two and try oh. to make you feel less than. And so it's a double-edged sword. You, the one thing I think that you have to find is somebody that's very secure within themselves mm -hmm. and they that's have a it. life of their own and they yep. have their own goals and their own mm -hmm. things they want to achieve because, yep. you know, the last thing you need is somebody trying to ride your coattail and if they don't can't ride, they're trying to take you down with them. I find that really difficult as well because we, I've actually gone on dates with guys and they're trying to be funny and then they, <laughs> and then they're, they're, the whole their whole machismo is built on if they're funny or not, and then they give you some joke that is horrible, and yes. you know, how do you respond to it? And then you bring, then they come to a club, and then you're in there and you're killing it in front of them, and then is that a fire alarm? You've got a fire drill going on? No, hold up. As I answer my hotel phone, oh, your hotel interview. phone. Hello. We're all listening in like yes. it's Tyler yeah, Perry. Yeah, what's gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I found that really difficult. Oh, thank you. Well, Ooh, somebody brought me gifts. I love, I, I do love these uh, Hallmark movies, honey. They give you gifts and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's the third time Hall somebody done called brand. me and sent me a gift. I'm like, yeah, what are you doing, Jesus? Yes. I'm going to go to this movie next week, honey, and be lucky I get a voucher to go to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> love my people. Love my people. Yeah. No, but, if you want to go but down. It's, it's, but it's, it's, it's difficult. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you have to meet somebody so secure. Like, you know, like Which you said, it's hard. It's hard. That, like, I'll find a know, guy that's like funnier. Was saying, like, the dude try to tell you jokes. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and then an industry you know. guy, the industry guys, like the guys that I have dated, I've always, I, I never really seem to have dated guys that I don't think are funnier than me. You know, if they're funnier than me, then I could kind of, you know, so if I date them and they're funnier than me, but then they get, they do get incredibly, incredibly weird. Like, uh, you know, hey, you want to come to my show? It's been like, everybody else will come to my show, but you ain't going to come to my show. You might sneak in the back of the show, but you're gonna come to my show. like, dude. You're like a thousand times bigger than I will ever than I have ever even come close to being, and you're right. gonna be weird because I got I got like ten people in the audience chuckling. At, you know, it's so bizarre. No, yeah. seriously, it's it's you know and I, then, I and then and then you also get the ones when they're not industry, they'll sit there and be like, so 
jibber meat and they always want to know if you've ever met the guy who is the biggest asshole in comedy to you that you try to forget about they was like yo give me that guy oh they, no that's kind of cute your comedy thing or your it's like it doesn't become it's always like a little <laughs> slick comment like you know yeah. um you know you you funny and all but you know you think you're gonna be better than monique I, well first of all i'm not trying to be monique <laughs> you know um or they'll say Oh, I get the guys who, like, I literally had a guy for our first date take me to a comedy club. I'm like, homeboy, why would I want to want to go to work on our first day? Exactly. <laughs> you I do had... realize I'm going to walk in this club yeah. and I'm going to get asked to work. You do realize that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've had guys. And as soon as we walked in, hey, come on, want to do some time? No. no I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm so on a date. I'm going... like, well, why are you here? I'm like, oh, his ass brought me here. Yeah. I... <laughs> You know, or I get the guy who brings his script to the date and asks me, can oh, I get it to the Oh, no. <laughs> That's a dumb guy. That's a dumb guy. I've had guys... I've had guys that have like, um, got had a guy come to the club, gone out on the date, and then I stop, I'll stop by and do a spot. And then he'll say, oh, you know, you're real funny and all. This one guy's like, you're real funny and all, but I'd rather have you in the audience with me. So uh -huh. I was like... Oh, okay. And then, then you also have the male comics that if they don't, if the male comics that are hanging out with you don't respect that guy. Oh my well, God. It's, it will it. it's all you can't even date him because the guys at the club will destroy him so badly that you'll never look at that guy the same. See, I, I no. had the reverse Maya, and you know it. I was married to the guy that all the comics feared because he almost knocked out Lewis Dix. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so word spread yeah dude you know coca husband he crazy yo he tried to kill lewis dix <laughs> i'm telling you he did not try to kill lewis dix they were kidding <laughs> but it just went around the word went around oh no i would literally have promoters call me for shows you gonna bring your husband <laughs> he was saying people were paying you better than once you were married they, they treated you better once you first oh my god yes maya yes it's like the respect, it, it, it was so weird that all of a sudden these so-called promoters that were kind of crappy to me before all of a sudden now had this respect and, you know, they would they would all dap up my ex-husband and, you know, it's like all of a sudden, oh, oh so I'm, I'm validated now because I got a husband, but before, you know, you thought you could just walk all over me and offer me peanuts, you know, but... You know, that, that, that just shows you just, you know, this this business is very male chauvinistically driven. Mm -hmm. You know that. You know oh, what I mean? Is. And, you know, mm -hmm. a man, I've seen particular comics that I'll let remain nameless act a plum fool backstage on a promoter over something so silly and trivial. Mm. But he going to get all his money. He ain't going to be mm. not booked again. Uh, mm. But let me mm -hmm. have an issue. And all of a sudden, I'm. I'm, I'm a bitch. I'm difficult. Oh, I ain't messing with her. She on some bull. It, it's, you know, it's it's such a double-edged sword. It's a double standard, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Very yeah. much so. Very much so. Yeah. I have a quote for you guys today. And okay. I always do a quote. And okay. let's see if you know who this is. Brother Malcolm. <laughs> who, and he said this, who gets the bird, the hunter or the dog? It's John Lewis. And what do you think he meant when he said that? I knew that. Oh, my God. <sighs> Who gets the bird, the hunter or the dog? Mm. And you could just describe it on how you, what, when you, when you hear that, what do you think about? Like, what does it make you think when he, what, when he said that? It, it makes me think about my dog and the bird that I used to have. And the dog hated the bird. So... 
but he was always running from the hunter because the hunter was a jerk so the bird didn't want to be near him nor did the dog <laughs> okay but because i had a bird I'll and take I that. My bird on my dog you remember my dog giuseppe and i used to put i had a yeah. bird right on the dog but um, so right. I say the dog can get the bird because I keep thinking of the hunter is that ex that I had problems with too that everyone with the club was scared of as well. That um, yeah. Oh, I remember him. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is my interpretation. You was messing around dating dating what Sony Corleone. Yeah. <laughs> he thought that's what he was. You literally was dating. He was dating the Godfather. <laughs> yeah, it turned out he was just. A Oh my God! Sometimes, sometimes not getting paid in a comedy club and being treated with disrespect and being jumped and harassed will drive you to date the wrong dude. Some baby, baby, baby. Do you guys think it's changed though? Is it getting is it getting less chauvinistic? Is it getting better? Is there more women involved? And things are hopefully more. You know, it's not all just no, you know. no, no. What it is. is um, you'll see a lot of women having opportunities, but it's because they'll kind of play into what the men want you to be. Um, like you look at a lot of female comics that'll like humiliate themselves sexually and make themselves out to be a whore. And then all of a sudden it plays into the ego of the male comics that are like, hey, she's a whore. So when you play up to that, then they reward you with something. But if you're a strong female that says, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not about to play that. I'm not going to humiliate myself and I can go toe to toe as funny, if not funnier than you, then it's going to be, oh, well, uh, she's a problem. Let's shut her down. Let's trip her up. Let's no, seriously. I mean, so, Maya, you so, in the head. I mean, I've had more men in this business try to block me than any amount of women. Yeah, but it's, I was hoping it's changed. I mean, look, I'm hoping it's changing. I, 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 was, I thought in the last couple of years, there's a lot more women in it. There's, I, I was mm -hmm. hoping it was progress, but I guess there's not. I mean, you oh, guys don't feel it. Not. I mean, it is, but it's almost like the, it's yeah, like, um, I, I saw I saw something today I was watching and I can't remember who it was, but they had kind of quoted like it was the club. Oh, it was a, a interview that Gina Yashere did. And she was, and, and, and uh, Talib Kweli was saying, it's like the club effect where they'll let a slew of men in and make them stars and big them up and blah, blah, blah. But with women, it's only one at a time. And you gotta wait for one to leave to come in. You know, it's mm -hmm. almost like, um, I, I know for me on the, the, the black side, the urban side, it's like, I used to have a joke and I think you might've remembered this joke, Maya, I used to say, I, I'm just waiting for Monique to die. <laughs> <laughs> I said, because that's when I'm going to get my shot. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, it's funny. Same thing with but, but that was real. It was like, I know that I got to wait my turn. I well, said, was, I'm just that, waiting for That's for real, guys. too, because a big director who, who, a big director, he does a lot of comedy specials, a big guy, he actually came to me. He's like, well, everybody else is gone, so it's time for you to show up. I was like, we need He's like, well, Coco made it, and then Leslie made it, so you're just sitting here. And then, you know, Sinbad said something really interesting to me. He's like, you got a problem, because everybody wants to shut you down from every angle. Uh, yeah, the white men in the business want to shut you down because they kind of take offense that you are identifying as black. You're too light, so that so then like you have black women are mad at you. White black men are playing this game with you. White men are playing this game with you. White women are playing. He's like everybody hates you. <laughs> I was like, damn. I was like money. I was. I was so happy to be on. I knew you wasn't white girl. I knew. I saw them edges. <laughs> 
But you see, it's funny I because I always knew you was a sister girl. I always knew you. I know, I know. It was funny because yeah, Pam, because Pam, I know Pam from Uptown Comedy Club. So Pam, right. when, when they used to play, so many people played so many games, and once the, once the white rooms knew I was black, then they would they would kind of let me in. But they were like, "Well, don't you, this story isn't real about you being really black? So can you talk about something else? But we want you to talk about your family. But we don't want you to talk about your family, family. But we want you to talk. So they didn't want me to represent what I was what I was really talking about. And Pam was always mm-hmm. Pam's funny because I went down. I did the Essence Fest a couple of years ago, and um, mm-hmm. Pam was like, "How would it go?" I said, "This it, they were so." It was all female show and mm-hmm. the producer in the middle of my set walked up on me and just yeah. in the middle of my set. I, I mean, I wasn't like I was having a bad set. I was doing like nope. eight minutes. She just got up and just wandered to the front. And the only person who stood up for me was Sherry, Sherry Shepard. Everybody else had turned around and was just nasty to me after the show. And then I was like, I don't get it, Pam. I don't get it. <laughs> like, oh, oh, you're in New Orleans. It's the Creole thing. I'm like, I always got to figure it out. I always got to put like, it's the like, Creole thing. It's like, she's like, you know how they, everybody's mad at the Creoles and the blah, blah, blah. And you just walked in the middle. I'm like, I have to psychologically figure out who's so that, what that angle to open with what joke <laughs> yeah. to, be able to, to be able to throw the right joke at the right time to the right group so that everybody doesn't get pissed off it's at me. Crazy. Every set. Yeah, was, they gave a real hard time. It was sad. Every time I would go into a room, I have to figure out because I remember I was talking, I was talking with some people on my, on, I'm trying to put together a special. And this guy's like, well, how do you, you know, you got to come up with one set. I'm like, one set, my ch- set changes according to every crowd because everybody mm-hmm. else has another opinion. So, right. but it's in the same thing now. It's funny because, you know, where am I, is there a spot? Because other, everybody has an interpretation. Well, I mean, do you feel that way now that you oh, yeah. have a spot? I mean, as opposed to- No, I, think- no, I mean, you're going to always feel that way. Cause I mean, I, I, I can speak from my perspective you know, when I remember coming into the business, and I would say for the first 10 years of my business, of, of, of me being in stand-up, it was literally like, oh, you remind me of Monique. Oh, you remind uh-huh. me of some more. Oh, I could never be Coca Brown. I always had to be, a, a, you had to, re, I had to remind you. And mind you, I ain't up there doing that damn material. I ain't up there doing them. I'm doing me. But because I'm a plus size black woman or I'm yeah. a darker black woman, I got to be somebody else. Yeah. Now, when I knew the shift was happening, when I was getting calls from other comics saying, girl, this this chick on stage, she's like a little baby Coca Brown. I said, ooh, so somebody being me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So I said, damn, I need to get a chance to be me now. Nobody's being me. Yeah, but I, 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 think, I think it's great, though, because out of, out of all the, I'd say out of all the females in comedy that have always been just good to me and always just been with just no, no bullshit, just always cool as hell. I mean, Pam has always been a big sister to me all through my Uptown Comedy Club days. But Coco, every time I ran into you, you were always, always like for real, this is how you, oh, oh, this is the California audience. This is how you do this and that. I mean, you, you just, right. been, you know, it, it's, you just always been real, which is so hard in this, you know. And it is, it is, you know, and you have to sometimes, you have to have that step back moment, Maya, and realize who the f- you are and drink your Kool-Aid. Yeah. Because you are still here and you are still standing. And they can have all the issues they want about your your hair, your skin color, whatever. You at some point got to get to a point where you like, you know what, this is who the hell I am and you yeah. gonna accept me or not. And I really don't give a damn. I'm there gonna do go. me. And it's like, it's a very freeing moment. 
You know, there was a point in my career that I had people straight up coming for me. I don't know if they saw something and they were doing everything in their power to block me. They were snatching me off of tours, snatching me off of shows, lying on me, talking about somebody died in my family. That's why I didn't show up to Def Jam. I was what? sitting at home, didn't even know I was on the damn list to take Def Jam. What? Wow. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. I got tour dates booked, but because one particular comic heard through the grapevine that I might have been doing a joke that was kind of like his, he pulled his power card and got me kicked off the tour. Come to find out, I don't even have a joke like that. <laughs> so I don't even wow. know who hated on me to put wow. that in his deal. Wow. But. He never even came to me and said anything. I had to find out from a third party what it was about while I was getting kicked off this tour. I mean, it was a point that I was being attacked so much. And finally, I said, you know what? I must be doing something right that I'm a damn threat to this level. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Right on. So right did, 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 they would not be giving a damn about little old Uncle yep. Brown. I wow. must be doing something right. And that's when I really put on my case. And that right. S on my chest, and was like, I'm about yes. to be super bitch now, because y'all, y'all, y'all let the cat out the bag. Yes, indeed. Then <laughs> I'm a threat. Oh, I'm really gonna make you mad now. Make you so did mad now. did you feel like this was mostly uh, because you're a woman? Is it mostly men comics who were threatened by you rising? I it, 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 well, for some reason it's been male dominated with the hate. Yeah, yeah. I can mm -hmm. count on one hand and maybe two fingers of the female comics that I've ever had issues with. Yeah. And those issues were squashed because at some point we had a woman to woman, either confrontation or conversation. Mm -hmm. I feel the same. Mm -hmm. And it got handled. But with the men, they're just be they're worse than the women. They're behind yeah. your back talking all yeah, like the time. Trying shit. to take you yeah. down, yeah. take you down, tarnish your name, yeah. your rep. Yeah. And then the other men be like laughing and smiling mm -hmm. in your face yeah. and yet talking to us. I mean, to me, they're worse than the women. Mm -hmm. Very, like a little hen circle. that that behind mm -hmm. your back stuff. Yep. And it's like, and, I, and I'm kind of like this, unless you're going to wear a wig and grow some titties, honey, we ain't going out for the same role on Lee Daniels. Yeah. I'm, right. Why are you threatened by me? But I know that I've been told by, you know, some, some very prominent promoters and, you know, comedy bookers and stuff that, you know, I'm one of those chicks that these cats, a lot of comics is too. They don't want to follow me because I right. treat every show like Madison Square Gardens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If that's well, I, I, I go yeah, I, and destroy. I, that is my I, mentality. Yeah. I don't care if it's 10 people or 10,000 people. I'm going to give you the very best of me. Hmm. Well, you know what and it is potentially too? It's like men, I find in comedy, especially, it's there's a macho thing to comedy. So if you're funnier, it emasculates a lot of guys. You know what I mean? It's mm. emasculating. It's like you just crushed or you, I couldn't follow you or, and men are sure. the ones, we're supposed to be funny, right? We're the ones on the date that make you laugh and you guys giggle. So I wonder mm -hmm. if they're, you know, that in, not in actuality, but that's sort of the, the thinking, right? So I wonder if, you know, a lot of guys were threatened by you, not just a, in a comedy way, but in a, as a man, you know? I, and that's I mean, I am a strong woman. I'm a strong woman. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said that I don't 
know how to be strong. I mean, it, it's in my DNA. I was raised by strong women. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, I know how to come into a room and I know how to either fall back and be the quiet little demure lady, mm -hmm. or I know how to come in there and be Sophia in the color purple and wreck shop. I can do it all. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it just depends on what you get that day because I really react <laughs> off of your actions. This, right. This multiple, this multiple you things. Get. You know, do you do you get do you get Suge or do you get Sophia? <laughs> <laughs> there's multiple things, um, and there's multiple things. Exactly. It's sometimes it's sometimes it's going to be a guy that's that's um, up, upset because you you brought it harder than him. Somebody else that liked you or something, and then they they feel like you slighted them. Meanwhile, you didn't even notice. Um, then that I think that's one of the, the one of the situations with one of the haters that I that I currently have right now. I think he had a thing for me, and it went over my head, and he felt some type of way because he just went on. It went from us being cool as hell to him just being on this destroy Coca Brown tip. And every mm -hmm. dude I've talked to said, "I think he liked you, and you shaved his ass." I'm like, I didn't know he liked me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm telling she you, the same spoke thing. up, right? Same, I've I've up. had so much. I've had so much of that go on, and and just blackballed and shut out because of all that but it's it's interesting though now because i feel like even with all that's happening in the country i feel um i i, I just go looking through material just today and it was like oh i don't have to do the light stuff now i can do what i really wanted to say <laughs> you know no, seriously my thing is this they love to pigeonhole women of color in this business and slap us on the wrist or scold us if we're too dirty, we're too blue, we're too real, we're too raw. But yet I can sit here and watch one of these white girls go on stage and say some of the most crass, ignorant, debaucherous shit, and she's brilliant. Mm -hmm. And I've never mm -hmm. understood, you know, well, I, well, personally, I call it the mammy effect. They like mm -hmm. to keep mother, keep black women in that maternal mammy position. Mm -hmm. And if we get on stage and have too much voice, we not be in that house nigga no more. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. I'm sorry I had to say it like that. No, it's the mammy effect. They don't oh, want to see a black woman with that kind of strength and fortitude because it takes away from that image of the mammy effect. Well, of, I mean, of, if, of us I would say this for guys too. If we, I have an example of a single mother who put herself through school, raised two sons. So my, me seeing a strong woman, I, I, I love it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, I have no problem with it, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of men who just don't have an example or they fear something, so they have a fear towards it. They want to be able to control yeah. you, I think, Mo. Yeah. I, think, I mean, and that's the one thing too for me is I, I had an extremely strong mother. So for me to come in with like a strong black mother that was fabulous and intelligent and could, and I never had a problem. I came in just the way I, I didn't think that there was going to be an issue. You don't mm -hmm. think there's going to be an issue, but then you realize the women that are getting ahead, like literally the women that are getting ahead. And I, 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 there was a show that I taped in Oakland and it was kind of, it was when I first started really coming back and I went all the way to Oakland and they were saying, well, it's gonna be kind of like a Def Jam. So they, it, but they only called uh, black male comedians and they had all white female comedians. And then they had me. And then they came in and they said, well, um, we don't really want you to swear or do anything dirty. And these girls said like, you mean I can't do that whacking off on my face joke that the guy said and smacked me in the head with his you know what and blow. And they got furious and they talked back to the producer and I had to go outside. I think I called Pam from outside. I was like, could you believe this? All these years, the Def Jam comedian, you're getting told that, that black comedians are filthy and dirty. All the black comedians said, yes, sir, no problem. And all the white female comics wanted to do stuff that was so repulsive that it wasn't even funny. 
And then they went on and then we're told not to do it and went on and did it anyway and they had no problem. So now I, like I started to really look at this and all the like almost I can't really think of many white female comics that really don't go on that are hugely successful that aren't doing really filthy, 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 filthy humor. Mm -hmm. And it's all like the show. And truth be told, it don't even be funny. It's not right. Mm -hmm. Not even funny. But then they do like it's like that show Girls, right? So like a, I, girls opens, I don't like to talk dirty on my show, but the fact is, is that, you know, it's a, it opens up with a, a guy's whacking off on this girl's face. That's how the show opens, but it's a female wrote this show. So how is this show going to be the show out of all the moments that women go through? This is how you're going to open the show and she's going to become famous. But if a woman does humor that, that empowers men to treat her like she's a dingbat, an idiot and just a hoe, then they get greenlit. But you notice like every black female comedian that has ever been dirty that I came up with, because I would do the Mother's Day shows with Monique and Samora and Thea Vidal. It was always, oh, you think you're going to do that, but you're not going to do that to me. And it was always, I'm going to stand here and still hold myself as a strong woman. So I, I almost find that it's kind of, it, it's a, it's a, a lot of it is just being a strong woman. And I think that this business likes people that they can control. It's almost like they need something. Um, if they don't, if they think you have so much integrity, uh, I, I'm finding a lot of people, um, they don't want to move you ahead. But if they think they got something on you, like that you did something in your past or something that they can kind of have. Well, that's the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the nature of the beast of this business anyway. I mean, if you don't have no d deep, dark dirt in your past, they have no use for you because they can never hang it over your head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you gotta have some deep dark or you gotta do something ignorant while you in the midst of it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do, I mean, seriously, I, I literally had this conversation with, with an actor friend of mine and we were laughing, but we were so serious. Like, look, when I make it, what ignorant shit we gonna do to make us go even higher? You know, we gotta do something ignorant <laughs> in the middle of it. Like, and he's like, I'm just gonna cheat on my wife. I'm like, no, nah, dude, everybody done done that shit. You gotta do something different. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we were serious. But when we realized what we were saying, we was like, yo, this is so bad. We are literally up here trying to figure out what are we gonna do real ignorant in the midst of our faith to keep ourselves relevant? I told him, I said, I'm gonna drop a sex tape, right? But I'm gonna do it with like somebody crazy, like I'm gonna do it with like Lewis Gossett or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, we was, we was just, but we was we were serious, but we, we 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 were laughing and kids, but we were so serious. It's like you almost have to have that piece of dirt, you know what I'm saying? I to thought ensure it was just that I you will stay at your <laughs> spot. You gotta do something ignorant mm -hmm. to ensure your spot. Yeah, it doesn't. It used to cancel you. Now it'll keep you. It'll keep you. It'll keep you Crazy. I thought it was just me. I thought it was just me. Seriously, what we gonna do? Ignorant. What we gonna do? Ignorant. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a midget and I'm gonna snort cocaine off his head. Like I'm gonna put on tape. Well, I know some comics who do that now. So I would say, done that. Mm, They're not even famous nother, yet. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> exactly, baby. All right, it's so our, our time is uh, coming. Roll that joint, you better not smoke it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so, you better watch them roll it. You better watch them roll it. Yeah, exactly. Coco, your um, edibles, your yes. Coco Cravables, right? Coco's Cravables, yes. And your, your, your album. 
When is your album? Yes, I'm shooting. I was scheduled to shoot my Netflix special in June. Of course, all of that got turned upside down with the pandemic. So now we have a tentative date of in October. So I'm Beautiful. hoping that it will be shot in LA. I'm super excited about it. I'm still playing with names for my special because, I mean, real talk right now, I'm going through such an evolution with myself that um, every week I feel like another... I'm shedding another skin. It's 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 mm-hmm. insane. So I don't even know what the name will be at this point, but I know it'll be very different from anything you've seen from me before because my voice has changed. Oh, um, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm super I'm excited. excited about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Coca's Cravables, you know, was the was the um the 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 the, the, the uh, I always say a dream deferred is a dream discovered, because when comedy got put on the back burner, my other mm-hmm. love for baking and cooking came into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Vita, lover to death, she came over one night and said, "Girl, I got this weed. Can you make me some edibles?" Yeah, girl. So made her some brownies, and she's sitting up there eating them, and we on Instagram live, and she's like, "These is the bomb." And so people was like, "Well, how can I get some?" I said, "Want me to make you some?" They said, "Yeah." <laughs> I said, well, I ain't seen no weed for a steak last time. I thought it was a CBD. So I went to the CBD store and I said, what can you give me legally that's as close to weed without me going to jail? (laughs) (laughs) And they, and come to find out because I had the card from LA to buy, you know, marijuana, I was able to get the highest grade of CBD that it can legally be sold to someone with a medical card here in Georgia. So I began to make edibles and literally was promoting it on Instagram and Facebook. Gave it a name. All I had was an email address and a menu. And I, it was insane. And then I kind of, you know, was like, okay, we got to make this a real business. This is I'm sending out 15 orders a day. I'm baking wow. all by uh, myself. I mean, my poor child is over there with a mixer. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe <laughs> smell it. Don't smell it. Don't smell it. Don't smell it. Don't, smell it. Don't taste it. Don't you lick that bowl. <laughs> you know, Bobby will make you some for you, okay? Don't you lick that bowl. Um, you know, and then I got the website, and then I started doing a lot more research on CBD, the different tinctures for different ailments like anxiety, depression, erectile dysfunction, you name it, I got it, honey. So you just tell me what you need your edible to do and mama can make you a cake, a pie, a, a muffin or a gummy that'll do just that. So that's how I go wow. to the That's nice. Yeah. So what, yeah. can yeah. people pick this up on your, on your website? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my website right now, the Coca Brown for Life, is being uh, updated and redone. So what you're seeing is under construction, but they can go actually to cocascravables.com. And that's C O C O A S C R A V E A B L E S dot com. And you can go on my Instagram, Coca Brown One Funny Mama, my Facebook, you know, comedian Coca Brown, but it's cocascravables.com. Yes, and you'll see everything there, and you can order. You can pay through uh, PayPal, Zelle, Cash App, you know, and you get your orders within five to seven days. And, I mean, literally before I got here from filming, I shipped out 22 orders over two days. Uh, so wow. It's been a blessing. It's been a blessing, you know, because oh, I'm doing oh, something it, else I love. Amazing. I love to bake. You know, mm-hmm. when I'm in the kitchen baking, I'm invoking the spirits of my grandmothers, Nellie and Mildred, because they taught me everything I know. Wow. Coco, they just we, didn't teach me about we, the weed and putting it in your food. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, 
Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. It was thank you, wonderful. Coco. You You're beautiful. Me. We love you. I definitely we will. love you. Oh, thank you guys. And I, and I hope you guys come out to my one hour special when I tape it. I'll make sure you guys all know the date. I'm going to be yeah. shooting it out there. I'm going to be shooting it uh, at that theater in Glendale. Uh, I can't think of the name of it right now, but that's the building that we chose. They have a great stage um, in Glendale. We're going to be shooting it there. So as soon as I get the solid date, I will let you guys know. Great. Oh, and if wonderful. You, need, you need anything too, let me know. I'm I'm on the ground here. So. Oh well, you know what, girl? I'm gonna call you because I'm gonna need some punch ups. I'm gonna, oh, we, oh, we go. Yeah. I would I love mean, for you. To, I would love for you to help me do some punch ups. Oh, that'd be great because I've been on the road like a, a mad woman. So I got I got. Good for you. Where where you been performing at? Ain't no clubs. I've been. I've, no, no. Right before the pandemic, I was out for a <laughs> oh, year. Say, Every. Where the plug at? Where the plug? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Actually, I did. I did one of those I last. Like, girl, I did one of those last show. I did one of those last uh, those last pandemic shows right before they shut me oh, down. Girl, I was gonna say, girl, my car, my car is stuck in New York because I, I actually came off the road for a week and got stuck yes. out in LA. So yes, yeah, but it's been like it was amazing. And you told me this too. You say go back to the East Coast and get your chops back. And when I went back, no, to I East always East tell East comics that when I lived in LA, no, I said, baby, LA will make you soft. Go yeah. back to the east, do about yeah. 10 gigs, get back in them trenches yeah. and come back with them battle scars because yeah. <laughs> no disrespect to LA audiences, but if they see you hug a Kevin Hart or, or somebody of some kind of statue, you can go on stage to say boogie, boogie, boogie. They gonna laugh because they just figured you somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it, it, where you go somewhere like a New York or Chicago or Atlanta, Mm -hmm. Honey, buddy, I don't give a good goddamn who you walk in with. If you ain't funny, kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's for real. Sometimes you got to go back to the trenches, honey, and yeah. remember where yeah. you came from. It you was, know what I'm saying? It was amazing. It was like the best, best experience. I was working almost every single day for like a year and a half. It was That's insane. Awesome. Yeah, so everything's like- and I bet your shit is on point right now, yeah, fire. It's been, yes, it's been the best. Uh, and I, and it's, it's just like what you're saying though, developing the new voice. Yes. And being like, this is me, this is where I stand. And and it just, and having that appreciation from that East Coast. And so I, I know where yeah, everything no, no is. No disrespect you know? to LA, but LA is where you come to get that deal. That's where you yep. come. But you know, but, but if, you're not, if, you, if you're not careful, it can, it can water you down. Yeah. Yeah. It can make you soft. It can make you forget mm -hmm. how you forget forget that beast inside of you. Yeah. Get comfortable. You can't yeah. get comfortable. You got to go out to New York sometimes and do a smoky Suarez woman one in the morning in front of a bunch of Jamaican <laughs> and just wow. say, "Okay, I thought I was funny yesterday, but I'm a." <laughs> <laughs> That's for real. Go to the room in the Bronx. When you can make a room full of Haitians laugh, you done made it. You done yeah. made it. <laughs> that is so the truth. That really, that's been that's exactly where I'm at right now. So right. you know? Yeah, I went no never it's, stop it's, training. Never stop training. Well, yeah, yes, no, indeed. Came back off, I came back off the East Coast after that many shows, and that was when I got to roll finally into Laugh Factory, coming off the East Coast, and then they let me in. So now we're Doing this live Come at Laugh Factory because I, I love it. came back in with it. all the New York chops. So well, I wanted to get in that club so bad, but they they told me they already had a Lonnie Love. <laughs> no, <laughs> when I auditioned for the Laugh Factory, when I first Stop. moved out there, right? Mm -hmm. I ripped the room. I thought I'm winning. They said, "Coco, we thought you were great, but Jamie said we already got a Lonnie Love." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was goodness. like. 
what I'm not, I don't even look like Lenny. We don't, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why I'm so excited. See, I can say that shit now because I'm okay, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I couldn't exactly. tell them so story. I'm excited to be here. I can't, that's why I'm excited. I'm like, we get to, we get to do this. That is so like, awesome. What? I'm happy for you. So, oh, thank you. Thank you. That's amazing. Well, con congratulations on your film. Be careful on the other Thank film you. next week. And um, girl, yes. okay, girl, for See, real. they're gonna be like, "Why is this bitch wrapped in a hefty bag?" Because you better suit up for real. Up. No, <laughs> all right. I love you. Thank love you. you too, sis. All it was right. so all good right. talking to you guys. You, you too. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night.